0: quite easy the conversation about, about, about mental health, <coughs> whereas with, I think um, a lot of places still have a, a bit of catching up to do. I mean, we're, we've, we've still got a, a long way to go and we're not the best, you know, s- yeah. somewhere like Norway or somewhere, you know, where the Prime Minister, do we have Prime Ministers in Norway? He's a Prime Minister, I think, and he, he, he was off um, work for eight months because of depression and that was okay, you know, that was okay, they, they, they treated that like it was a real thing and you can't imagine that and you can't imagine oh, yeah. that. Do um,
1: you there would be something like a call if Cameron said, I'm, sp- uh, I'm I don't know. It would, it
0: would be divisive. You know, I, th- I think even if, um, you know, the right noises were made, then I think... I don't know, actually. I don't know where we are with that. But it, it would be interesting to see what would happen to the, a- the average
1: conservative voter would
0: have rights on their way.
1: Oh how has that book changed things for you? Because it was it was interesting just put, just literally just Googling your name. Yeah. I know that's the most probably the recent most recent interviews we've done, but it does its sort of added this whole other dimension to 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 to, to you totally. as a fiction writer and totally. And I,
0: I I'm, you know, it, it it wasn't published in a big way. You know, I mean uh, Canongate probably wanted another novel from me. If you know they were gonna publish what I wanted to write because the humans had done well to kind so I felt quite free at that point but it definitely you know didn't get a lot of money it wasn't sort of, didn't have a big advertising campaign but yeah from the first week it was just a lot of media a lot of talking about it, and then a lot of emails from people who are uh, ill often or who have a suicidal teenage daughter or they're worried about their husband and this like that. And so I was thrust suddenly into this doctor slash Depression guru role, yeah, yeah. where with absolutely no training whatsoever, yeah, yeah, and often you know, it's people. Often it's people you have to get because, like, they're in a very vulnerable situation. So that side of it is quite tricky, actually. Because um, yeah, how did you yeah. respond? Um, well, I, I, I was looking. I had some help from people like Mind and they sort of okay for it. But you have to get back to the, uh, that sort of stuff as a human being. But you have to tread carefully because.
1: Um, you say the wrong thing you make someone worse you trigger something. Yeah.
0: so um, have you
1: ever done ever, when, when you were having your hardest times did you ever reach out to someone to say to a writer it, would that have been something that you would have uh,
0: it would be now I think when I was ill you know when I was really ill my hardest times were like 1999 2000 2001 pre-social media um Pre Wikipedia, I think. You know, the internet was there, but it wasn't really the connecting force it is now. So it, w- it would have been hard to do that online. I mean, I-, I-, I, you know, there's all sorts of terrible things about the internet and mental for mental health reasons. But I think the one good thing about the internet is that for someone who's ill. And it's certainly a mental illness where you, where one of the symptoms is that feeling of isolation and disconnection. It gives you at least the illusion or the idea of being connected. And you know it would have been easier for me to feel less alone um, in the internet age. Because you, you know I, I melodramatically thought. No one has okay. ever felt like this. Yeah. is such the worst anyone's ever felt. You know, you think very melodramatic thoughts. <laughs> Whereas you know, and it is terrible and it is intense and all of that. But it it, it it's a common intensity and it's a common
1: terror and it, it's felt by a lot of people. So, um, can I ask what, what when you said earlier that what's the the, the, the bad side of the incident? So I don't actually want to talk. About no, 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 no. Um, no there, it was uh, it, it we're totally wide open wherever, wherever yeah, it goes. Um, no. But the times I've run into trouble are things like I have real problems around technology and I have to be quite careful about I get a bit obsessive and a bit compulsive yeah, and things like that
0: me too In social media I mean they design it to be addictive mm. you know they're, 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 they've got some of the best technological and general brains out there being paid a lot of money to make these things addictive and so you know and like Twitter is my thing and I I, I think actually Twitter's one of the unhealthiest of the lot because it is very addictive I love it for certain reasons but that love can be unhealthy and then you spend too much time on it and when it goes wrong something like Twitter becomes you know and I've had it about three times where I'll have you know a week ruined basically through my own fault but just getting involved with stuff where I, I should be stepping away
1: uh Yeah, like I've seen pictures of you on Twitter, sort of, you know, with those sort of snapshots of you hunched over your keyboard, looking yeah, yeah, yeah. as though someone who he's being Oh on.
0: It's, it's been incredibly <laughs> useful career-wise.
1: I like, mean, you
0: know, I mean. It, it, my, my a lot of people's careers sort of drops off at about that point, and then people were worried about books. That's when mine seemed to sort of like I seem to do better Why is, in the social media age. I don't know mine Why do you
1: think that is? I mean, it's a sort of touch that you have because you know your tweets are sometimes they're very funny, they're very honest often. Um, I'm,
0: I'm, yeah, I think I'm someone who has opinions, and I think you know we're in an age, you know. Or, where we're not necessarily in the most cons- in an age of consensus anymore. We're in an age of strong opinions. You know, whether it's the Corbyn effect, the Donald Trump effect, the Nigel Farage effect, the Katie Hopkins effect. Uh, most of them are negative influences on the world. But you know, people with strong strong voices so uh, I don't I think it's helped me more professionally for using it unprofessionally for, for using it as a person because I'd just use it you know for, for non-career purposes if I wasn't a writer I'd still be as active. okay So even though I I, I do self promote, I probably self promote in a unprofessional (laughs) way. I'll just buy my book, you know. But so, and I've never had any sort of media trading, and I'm I'm, I I never would. And I just think um, I think also the fact that I was first published in two thousand and four meant I had my first sort of three books, which were Jonathan Cape, when I was still sort of properly a, a literary whatever that is author um, I have was just years of frustration um, in terms of media and promotion because as a writer you traditionally feel very much you know that keeps the idea of being Outside the sleep shop window, you don't have actual control <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. over you know, most of the meetings that go on about your career. You're not you have your name on the book, but you're not at the centre of a decision. You're not you're not in con- Whereas social media has, again, it might be an illusion, but it's given that idea of um, having a degree of control over your own career
1: beyond the right. Has it affected the? Co- I was sort of comparing the voice and this book and the humans which does reach it's, it's a voice that sort of reaches out to the reader in quite a direct way even if you're playing games with the and the humans but but this book it's a very direct sort of appeal to, to draw you into the story I felt very um, involved I was wondering if, if it, that sounds like the kind of voice that is obviously yeah. close to you and does that work perhaps well on something like Twitter I'm so yeah. that, was, that just I
0: mean that, I, I think also because I think it is going back again because of like someone who's had depression and had anxiety and had you know, when I became ill I kinda lost all my all my friends. I was very lucky that I had a supportive family and I had a supportive partner. And, and, and those things saved me in many ways, but I, I kind of lost. You know, I spent my most of my twenties never socialising because I was scared of parties. I was agoraphobic. I was um, very much, you know, in my cave. And something like social media comes on, and that that side of you which has been repressed by illnesses you can kind of have it. So it, it, I'm probably more intense on social media because. I, I had sacrificed for a long time a social side of myself not because I wanted to but because I had to because the illness was sort of yeah. making me that way so I, I feel like I'm always sort of playing catch up for my lost 20s and, okay. you know what I mean so it's um, it, it, it's a way of ha- having friends and feeling connected to the world without um Without the sort of mental strain, sometimes.
1: Have you had? I, mean, I remember it for, for the paper interviewing um, Indian uh, poet m- and novelist uh, called Amina Kandasamy, and she had got horribly trolled for various things, like you know recommending a, a beef-eating festival, this sort of thing. But you know, incredibly po- politically explosive in India.
0: I've had three. I've had three moments. <laughs> <laughs> One was when I inadvertently slagged off top bloggers. <laughs> 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 oh, <is> <laughs> Two months before you have a book coming out, but uh, it wasn't that. But that's how it was in Turkey. Okay. I I I i been on a few American um, YouTube vlogger YouTube, um, and they were so positive about every single book they were going And it, it was I, I love passion about books, and I, I think it's a more of a duty to talk about books you love and books you hate. But this doesn't. Sort of, for now. Level of positivity, you know. Here, here's my book haul of 10 books, so, you know. It's yeah, like, what, what's the point of that? And I just sort of contact you know, about this slightly, to me, it seems like vacuous culture. Um, but because I've just said like, bloggers, um, I had the whole, well, not the whole, but a lot, a good chunk of the um, British blogging community against me. The second one was when I was talking about masculinity, because after doing the events of mental health, <coughs> I talked about um, uh, male, male rates of suicide. The standard fact is uh, the gap between the male and female suicide rate is at its widest in recorded history at the moment. Nearly four times as many men kill themselves. Uh, yeah. It's very. you have to tread on eggshells even talking about this issue because we are obviously um, still largely in a patriarchal um, society that's set up to benefit men economically, socially all of those things but I was just thinking is there some emotional fallout from that and is there an emotional fallout from having a fixed idea of masculinity with men being strong so To go on Twitter and sort of try and debate a case where the idea of the strong man, which obviously hurts women in certain ways, can also hurt men in certain ways too, which is an argument I've seen many, many feminists say many, many times, you know, it's the standard mainstream Kate around kind of argument. Um... But, you know, there's some hardcore people on the internet, so... They don't uh, want to hear that any Yeah, so I, I was very lucky in that I had people like... Cool. Gutton Moran and... What's uh, <laughs> it, <also, laughs> Criado Perez, Caroline, oh, Caroline... They <laughs> <Caroline, laughs> um, Bay, supported me, and I had Mar- Mallory Blackman and Sophie okay. Hado... And po- profile people support me. But, you know, in the eye of the storm when I was getting about 50 of these very hardcore people tweeting from their gender studies libraries, you know, 20-year-olds, very very totalitarian. Um, you know, so you'd say something like, you have for equality, and they say, well, we're not for equality. And they'd say something like, well, you know, I thought feminism's nothing to do with men. But you can't talk about masculinity without occasionally... Um, mentioning feminism or women because the genders are and so if feminism has the answers then you have to therefore use some of those answers especially if men are part of the problem but as I'm a man as I'm a white middle class it's just it's very hard I've
1: just watched that documentary about Cobain um, which I think was was alright but it's very striking seeing a lot of his more tortured uh, imagery, but also some stuff in the diary. There's a huge amount about gender, about, you know, thinking his nipples were lactating and those images of, of fetuses and women, oh. pregnant women and angels. And I thought someone who obviously clearly had in far sort of problems of, around masculinity, I think had a very overbearing father who sort of sits there for a bit going, oh, I didn't understand him, you know. But I thought, clearly a connection, as you say, between mental illness, suicide and the and sort of crisis of masculinity. That sounds fascinating. Yes, yeah.
0: The trouble is that uh, not
1: that many men
0: vocally talk about it and the men who do talk about it are the wrong ones. You know, they're, they're the... They're the... They're the, they're the <laughs> what are they Uh, MRAs you know the men's rights activists who who blame them who who point at the same thing so they're talking so they've co-opted the debate on mental
1: health and male suicide
0: but they say, ah, look, look, women, I look what you're doing to us. This is what's happening I see so
1: it's feminism that's probably so
0: So you know, because I'm saying the same things as that, you know, Milo guy and all, all those guys. Um, it's like, well, but they're highlighting the right problem, and as does Nigel Farage about unemployment. But then the the, the the solution isn't their solution. You know what I mean? We well, what you were
1: saying about things like Trump and and I mean, Corbyn's different, but. But I think why people are listening to Trump allegedly in America yeah. is because he, he isn't spun. No. And the fact He's, I mean, he's got no, You know, I, I am
0: 100% anti-Trump, but I think the cynicism with politics and big money, in a way, is helping him, because he, he has got big money, but it's his own big money, so it's not the lobbying and the, the stuff like to, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it, it'd be a scary thing, President Trump...